Welcome to Project Giveback Connects, an extension of Project Giveback in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Giveback Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Hi everyone, and welcome to Project Give Back Connects. It is so nice to see all of you. Uh, I'm really excited about today's episode. It's a very rich and honest and really important episode. Uh, today, it's really not meant for younger children. Today is meant for younger teens and youth. And um, I hope you take something away from today. I know. I'm going to. But Rob Lowe made an address and he said, we can never compare our insides to someone else's outsides. I love that. I just think it's so true. We never, never know what's really going on inside someone else. We just can never judge. You know, we ask somebody, how are you? And the answer, which I know you would always say, even when we're feeling low, would be, I'm good, I'm fine, and then we move on. Well, as you know, the state of mental health and well-being is climbing, and we're even in a bit of a crisis. The world, though, is listening, and there is help out there. Today, our guests are going to wow you by their own unique experiences and gifts. We have a mother-daughter team here and I'm so excited for you to meet them. They're both gonna talk about gratitude. First, I'd like you to meet Waleska Lazo. She is an expert on emotional healing and habit formation. She is the author of several self-help books, and she's the creator of the FMTG program, a 28-day online experience to form new habits so important. Thank you, Alaska. Thank you for being here today. And please share some of your wisdom with us. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ellen, and everyone uh, for being here. It's such an honor for me. I'm thrilled to be here and to be able to speak to all of you about the work that I do, which is gratitude. But before getting into the nuts and bolts of gratitude, I wanted to start with a story. There was once a man that complained that he was so poor that he couldn't afford shoes. And because he felt himself unlucky, he became angry and unhappy. That is, until one day he was walking on the streets and saw a man who had no feet. And as he walked by him, the man looked at him, gave him the biggest smile and joyfully said, good morning, sir. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? And the angry man looked at him and said, why are you so happy? And what's so good about today? The man with no feet said, well, the sun is out today and we are alive to see it. Suddenly, the angry man's perspective changed. Here was a man who was much more, um, you know, unfortunate than he was. And yet he was happy and grateful. So from that point on, the angry man no longer felt unfortunate about not having shoes. Instead, he felt grateful 
that he had feet to walk and run. And the angry man found his happy place because he learned to count his blessings. And today, this story illustrates what the talk is about. There is no greater force to transform sadness into joy, grief into peace and lack into abundance than gratitude. Because gratitude turns what we have into enough. Do you know what differentiates a happy person from one that isn't? It's not their money. It's not how many friends they have or how good looking they are or how popular they are. No. Happy people have found a way to feel grateful for what they already have. They're not wasting their time thinking about things they lack. Now, most people wait to feel grateful until something good happens to them. So they wait for something external, for something outside themselves to come and make them happy. So we wait for our friends to give us likes on Instagram to feel popular and significant. We wait for our parents to give us a gift to feel loved. Or we may wait for a good market school to feel smart. And while there's nothing wrong with that, here's the issue. Whenever you wait for something outside yourself to come and change how you feel inside, you're just giving your power and your happiness away to that thing or that person that's going to come and make you feel happy, whole, and complete. So I'd like to invite you to consider a different side of gratitude that most people don't know about. And that is that you can feel gratitude in your heart at any moment of your day without any external factors. You don't have to wait for someone to come to make you happy because you can choose to feel thankful and happy on demand by simply choosing to focus on all the people and all the things that you already have. And that's the difference between feeling grateful once in a while and learning to live a grateful life. So I'm going to give you a few techniques. Every day upon waking, before you leave your bed, put your hand on your heart and feel the feeling of appreciation for someone or something in your life. And then imagine for a second what your life would be like if you didn't have them. And be grateful for them. When you train yourself to get into that habit of giving thanks for your blessings upon waking before anything else, your life is going to change. You're going to feel happier, more joyful, calmer, less stress, less irritable. Now, here's the thing. When you first start to practice gratitude, you may not see the benefits right away. And that's why so many people quit because they don't see the changes right away. But practicing gratitude is like brushing your teeth. If you, if, I mean, every single day, we know we have to brush our teeth at least once a day, right? But when you first brush your teeth, if you check, there's no change. And then you go to the next day and you check again, there's still no change. And a few days after, there's still no change. But you keep doing it because you were told that's what you needed to do. 
but there's nothing really that we can see to know that there is a change happening in our mouth. But what happens if you stop brushing and flossing and you just do it once in a blue moon? Your teeth will decay, you get cavities, even infections. So gratitude works in the same way. It's not doing gratitude once in a while that's going to change your life. It's the accumulation of spending a few minutes. It's the consistency of waking up and counting your blessings that will over time give you profound effects in your life. The second thing I want you to remember is that gratitude is not just about the big things. It's about the little things too especially those things that we don't even notice, things that we take completely for granted. I have a few of my students here on the Zoom. And when I ask my students, what are you grateful for? They always say, my family, my kids, my teachers, my friends. And that's all great. But I invite you to also be grateful for things that we are privileged to have that we never think about. So tonight after this presentation, when you go back into your bedrooms and you turn the lights on, take a pause for a moment and just feel the gratitude of having electricity. With a flick of a switch, you don't even have to think the lights come on. Imagine what your life would be like if we didn't have that. Two billion people in the world have no electricity. So promise me that today, when you turn that light on, you're going to remember how fortunate you are. And so that's your assignment. Every day, find something like that in your immediate surroundings, at home, at school, or at work, that you can be grateful for. The next time you take a sip of water, feel gratitude for having clean water. Because over 1 billion people in the planet don't have access to clean water to drink. The third thing I'd like you to remember is that gratitude is about having the right perspective in life. It's about looking at the world through thankful lenses. It's about finding the good in everything and in everyone. And yes, that includes those things that we often don't like, even the things that hurt us. And if we cannot find the good, we need to find the lesson. Now, some of you wear glasses. So we know that every day we have to clean the glass. Otherwise, what we see becomes blurry. Well, that's what life is like without gratitude. It becomes blurry. So in those moments where you're feeling depressed and sad and you think that there's nothing going right for you, I invite you in those moments to imagine that you're gonna clean your glasses. And when they're clean, you're going to look at situations from a different angle. You're not just going to focus on the thing that is upsetting you, but you're also going to consider all the other things that are actually working well in your life. So I invite you to, for example, give gratitude for your heart. Because without your heart, you wouldn't be alive. Did you know that your heart beats 100,000 times a day? 35 million times a year. Let me ask you, when was the last time any of you 
stop to thank your heart for that. Yet, your heart loves you enough to continue to beat life into you, even though you never thank it. The next time you complain about your hair, turn it around and be grateful. Did you know that you lose 100 to 150 hairs a day? What would happen if those hairs didn't get replaced? That's something to be grateful for. And the next time you get upset with your parents because they're nagging you about your homework or when they say no to going somewhere, turn it around. Instead of getting upset, think about what your life would be like if you didn't have parents that care. So my point is that in life, no matter what situation you face, there's always two ways that you can look at it. You can complain and feel the victim, or you can learn and feel grateful. You can choose how you want to feel by where you choose to focus your attention. So if you focus your attention always on the one issue that is upsetting you, your experience in the world is going to be negative. But if you acknowledge that, over here is this one thing that's upsetting me and it's not going right. But over here, I have this, all these things that are actually amazing in my life. Then you're going to gain perspective and you're not going to feel as depressed, as sad and overwhelmed. And that's the magic of gratitude. It doesn't take your problems away, but what it does, it helps you see the world through broader, thankful lenses. So if I can just leave you with one thing today is to find something simple every day to be grateful for and hold on to that, especially in those times of distress and sadness and anger. Remember, you don't have to like everything that happens to you, but your job is to find something to be grateful for even in those moments. So in your times of despair, my hope is that you remember the story of the man with no feet. It's not that he didn't wish to have feet or that he never felt sad not to have them. But instead of focusing on what he didn't have, he chose to be grateful for what he had. That he was alive to see another day where the sun could shine. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much, Valeska. That was just great stories and great advice. And I hope you guys start to follow her every Monday. She has the most beautiful stories that she shares on her Instagram and her website. Um, you are a gift and thank you. Thank you. I'm here, truly. Um, so I want to introduce the little sweetie beside her. Her name is Emma and Emma is 14 years old. And Emma is a superstar. And one of the, <laughs> yes, one of the bravest people I know. Emma put something out on YouTube this year that was shocking and eye-opening and so important. Emma was uh, battling depression and she is a survivor of depression. 
and gratitude was something that really helped her through. She's here tonight to talk about her journey back to help to help. Emma, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, I just want to say I'm very grateful to be here and to share my story because I hope it will help other people. So as Ellen mentioned, my name's Emma Felberg. I'm 14. And last year when I was 13, I was dealing with depression. And yeah, that's very dark. So let's break this down. In my life, there are three things that are very important to me, my friends, family, and school. And at this time, none of these things was going very well in my life. And this caused me to feel very lost and isolated for months and led me to think that I should put a permanent solution to a temporary problem. As these feelings kept on bottling up, I knew this wasn't healthy and I decided to reach out for help. So I talked to my parents and after discussing how I was feeling, we decided that maybe I should try therapy. So after lots of counseling, over time, I started to see that life did have a purpose, it had a meaning. And eventually, the thoughts and feelings that had weighed me down for months had no control over me anymore. When I look back at this painful experience in my life, I don't mope about it and feel sorry for myself. I choose to learn and reflect from it. And here's some lessons that I've learned that can possibly help you. So lesson one, no matter what is going on in your life, how you're feeling or what the situation is, ending your life is never the answer. In those dark moments, it's very hard to see why you should keep going, but know that the pain and experiences that you're going through is all temporary. And at some point you will be happy. You will be joyful again, even if it doesn't seem like it. If I had chosen to end my life when I was depressed, I would have never met the amazing friends I have made today or created the incredible memories. And I'm grateful for that every single day. Lesson two, reach out for help. I'm huge on recommending therapy because when I wanted to reach out for help, I was afraid that if I told someone, they would judge me, look at me differently, or tell someone else. So a, a therapist is a licensed um, person, a licensed professional who is not a part of your everyday life and can give you valuable advice. And I think this is really great because sometimes it's hard to talk to someone who's very involved in your life because they may see it another way. But a therapist is separate from that and they're trained. So I really recommend therapy if you're going through a tough time. But if you cannot get access to a therapist, talk to a trusted friend or adult. Talking about your feelings is so important. Never keep them inside for yourself. Now, with all this being said, if you are in therapy, there are still going to be days where it gets hard and where you may still feel depressed. Therapy is there to give you tools and strategies on how to deal with those hard situations, but it doesn't prevent them completely. And speaking of techniques, here's a few that I've learned when getting through those dark moments. And when it seems like there's no escape, these have really helped me. So technique one, do not, and I repeat, do not bury your emotions. This will only cause the pain to get worse as 
you're ignoring it and it will come out one day in an unexpected way. So instead, take a couple of moments, acknowledge and feel the pain that you are feeling. Cry it out, even scream. In my case, I didn't think I was depressed because I was privileged and I thought it was nearly impossible. But this only caused it to get worse as I was ignoring my feelings. So whenever you are having those big waves of emotion, remember to feel them out because this will help you in the long run. Technique two, throughout those big waves of emotions, sometimes it's good to distract yourself, like listening to music, watching a TV show, showering even. Those simple activities act as a pause button. You don't deserve to feel all those heavy emotions constantly, so just take a break from it. Simple activities at home, doesn't need to be big, can really help you out. And lastly, a part of depression is feeling like life has no meaning to it. It feels like you have no purpose and there's no point to it. And it's hard to get motivated to do simple tasks like getting out of bed, brushing your teeth. And it's really hard in the long run as it's hard to do simple tasks that no one has a problem with except you. And to get, regain this motivation, I would, I would look forward to one thing a day. And it could be the smallest thing, like watching my favorite TV show, going on a walk, talking to a friend. And being looking, with your mama. Yeah, being with my mom. <laughs> but um, looking forward to those little things helped me over time regain that motivation to do all those small tasks and even bigger ones. So using a strategy can really help. You may not see results at first, just like gratitude, but it will be there in the long run. So before I end my talk, I want to let everyone know that no matter what you are going through, how complex the situation is and how you're feeling, you are never alone. There's someone who has done that before, who has felt how you felt, and you can find a community and reaching out for help is so important because that's the only way you can recover. Um, in any painful experience, there's always such a huge amount of life lessons. So learn from it, use it. You are here for a reason. So don't waste it. Thank you. Emma, Emma, Emma. <laughs> I just, I, I want you to do that talk in every single school. <laughs> Let every, every person your age and older <laughs> hear your story because it's so powerful talking about somebody who has found their mission and their purpose. I know you'll have many of them, but this is one of them. Thank you so much. What an old soul. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you guys. Oh my goodness. What a dynamic duo. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so last year you met the amazing, amazing young McKaylin Hay. She was here to sing for us and she is back. Her song, Sleepless Nights, streamed over 400,000 views in just four months. And in the fall, she released another hit, her newest original called Blame. She's back today 
and she's going to sing for us. Welcome, Michaela. It is so nice to have you back. Hello. I'm so excited to be back. I'm really excited to be here. I always, I love doing things with you and it's always great to see you. There's a lot of familiar faces. So hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Um, and you know what? Listening to the talks, I was inspired. I was actually going to do an unreleased song, but um, I decided I'm going to do my song Blame, which Alan just mentioned it was it was released in the fall and um the reason I wanted to sing this song was because it's kind of to me about standing up for yourself in a way uh and putting your foot down to toxic relationships which can sometimes well, they definitely can affect mental health a lot of the time for me something that I've turned to and a lot of like my times of darkness has always been music so writing especially is a way for me to get my feelings out and this song is about that so this is Blame. Once again, thank you so much for having me. So you like me better when we're in the dark, but we don't get to talking. Oh, where is the spark? I tried to forget it Feels like we're falling out of love What's with being quiet? You're killing me with silence We're not getting better Never gonna change Said you would be different, but you're saying the same. And I'm all out of chances. No, I shouldn't wait. Feels like forever. I'm done taking the blame. 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 I've been in the shadows, don't know where we stand, cause every time I reach out, you push away my hand, you know how much I love you, so I have to let it
so many familiar faces so hi everyone it's great to see you uh, it's great to unite on zoom i always love that it's it's awesome especially right now in the holiday season so thank you thank you michaela do you know i first met michaela when she was nine years old and she came over and she sang to jakey and it has just been such a treat to follow you and to follow your passion and um just a huge fan and uh, keep keep up the beautiful work. You are beautiful with the inside and out with a talent. Is she killer or what? Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so we have a couple more guests tonight. The next guest is an author. Her name is Bev Katz Rosenbaum. Her newest book, this is it. It's for teens. Um, I read it and really enjoyed reading it. It's called I'm Good and Other Lies. You know, this book packs a punch as it deals with very real issues today, especially around a pandemic. It deals with substance abuse, depression, and anger issues. So welcome, Bev. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad you enjoyed the book. So just to tell your viewers a little bit more about the book, um, my main character is a teen who struggles through the pandemic and lockdown. Um, she is in a very dysfunctional family. She has a parent with substance issues, with anger issues. Um, I myself have had people in my life with substance issues, with anger issues. Um, developed uh, depression uh, as a result. So I could well imagine what it would have been like um, for a kid in this situation during lockdown to suddenly be stuck 24 seven in this kind of situation. Um, and my main character does fall into a deep depression and um, something happens in the book. I won't tell you what, uh, in case you read it, please read it, <laughs> um, that makes her realize she has to reach out for self, reach out for help somehow as brave Emma did and um, somehow pull herself out of this mindset. Um, and she does emerge uh, from this state and at the end of the book even has a little bit of hope. The end of the book is at, uh, set at June 2020. The book is set from January to June 2020. 
Um, and at that point, we were hearing about vaccines being developed. We were feeling a little bit, that's at least that was when I started feeling a little bit more hopeful. The future suddenly wasn't this big uncertain blur. We were starting to have a little bit of hope um, that one day this thing would, if not be completely over, at least a lot better. But it's still not a book at the end that is, you know, my character is not filled with gratitude. Um, but here's the thing, you know, when we emerge from trauma and, uh, you know, I wrote it about someone in a specific situation, but all of us have experienced trauma over the past couple of years, um, whether it's taken the form of, you know, we've had so many losses, whether it's losing activities you've loved, whether it's being separated from friends or family, Maybe you became ill, or maybe you know someone, a friend or family member who became ill or even passed away. We've all had so many losses. Um, and whenever you emerge from trauma, whatever kind of trauma it, it is, people say things like, oh, you know, it makes you stronger. It builds character. It, you know, makes you grateful for all the things you have. And, you know, maybe yes. Um, maybe no. <laughs> um, personally, I think the traumatic experiences I went through hurt me a lot more than they helped me. Um, and then, you know, on top of feeling all the sadness you feel about the things that you've lost, you feel this extra layer of shame and sadness because you're not responding the way people are telling you to, you know, you should respond or, or feel about these things. And what, while I'm here to tell you what Waleska said is absolutely true. And at a certain point, you absolutely do need to focus on, um, you know, the good things in your life and move forward from there. Um, I think I'm here tonight to tell you that it's also very much okay, normal, human, to keep a little corner of sadness, even a teensy bit of bitterness in your head and in your heart for as long as you need to. Um, and, you know, for me, I think gratitude does, we've heard this said tonight, um, take the form of taking, making meaning out of your trauma. And for me, that was writing I'm Good and Other Lies um, to help teens um, who may be in the same situation that I was in at that age. Um, and feel less alone. I'm not preaching at them. I'm just, you know, I know that that would have made me feel good at that age, just having that representation and to know I wasn't alone and all these things I was experiencing. And, uh, and that's what gratitude really is for me. And, you know, as Emma said earlier tonight as well, and, and wonderful, brave Emma is taking her trauma and making meaning out of it just as you've done, Ellen, all these years. So that's what I'll leave you with tonight. Thank you so much, Bev. And guys, it's a great book. It, um, it even has like the little test, uh, text pockets, which is kind of cute uh, in a lot of chapters, you know, the little conversations. And it, it's really timely. And thank you for writing it. You're welcome. Thank you. So everyone. It's time for Kindness Corner with Lindsay. Hello, Lindsay. Hi. This week's challenge is really simple. 
One great way to practice gratitude is to give thanks to other people and recognize people in your life who might be going under the radar, whether it's the pharmacy worker who's working really hard giving boosters right now up all standing the whole time, um, whether it's the crossing guard who's there in their PPE every morning, ushering kids to school, looking for people and just making them know that you see them whether it's the barista who also is dressed in their PPE, working so hard, um, you know, that thank you could be verbal, it could be a note, it could be anything. And one to give just wishes everyone a happy and safe holiday season. And hopefully we'll all bring more gratitude into everything we do because kindness is contagious. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, everyone. I wanna put you on gallery. I wanna see you all. Thank you so much for being here. Everyone, let's remember to be kind to one another. Let's learn from one another. Let's embrace one another. Happy holidays to all of you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you everyone for coming and we'll see you in the new year. Bye everyone. Open your heart today.